Hey everybody, welcome to back to the Punk Till I Die podcast number 87. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, of course, up in Michigan where we have a severe weather warning. Yep. And Neil's somewhere in northern Illinois. How are you looking on northern Illinois, Neil? Uh, the snow has started. It uh, started probably about an hour ago. And I, I don't know about you, we're supposed to get six to eight tonight. I don't know about you. Nice. Inches, well, that is. Yeah, exactly. That means it's headed across the lake. You're, yep. I thought that you're going to have six to eight gin and tonics tonight. Well, I might do that too. <laughs> That's so, entirely possible, dude. So, of course, you can find us, uh, Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. So, we're not even going to ask tonight's guest about the weather because I'm sure it's like 75 and beautiful. Oh, before we do that, Neil. So, so Neil, for our yes, younger sir. listeners and for our British listeners, can you tell them what Nardcore is? Um, okay, it's hardcore that emanated from Oxnard in California, right? In like 80, yes. starting in like 82, 83, I guess, something like that. I think even, I think even a little earlier than that. It, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Oxnard, California, where it's probably 75 right now, and people are wearing shorts and hanging 10 and whatnot. Yeah, and the but famous, have, fa- fa- famous we, bands, right? Dr. No, yes. Ill Repute, Aggression, and yeah. of course... I was going to say, we have a second, we kind of have a second generation Nardcore punk rocker with us today. He's played drums for a ton of bands. He sang for a ton of bands. And our paths crossed because for the last seven years or so, he has been the singer for Stalag 13. And his name is John C. John Carrar. His name is very hard to say. How you doing, John? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right, man. Are you wearing shorts right now? I'm actually, I have pants on. It's it's one of the rare instances. It's 48 degrees outside right now. Wow! And wow! It's windy and kind of rainy. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's not usually like this. So this is one of the rare days I'm wearing pants. Well, good. That makes one of but us. It makes sense because I'm talking to you guys where it's snowing and even worse. So what's ironic is that either either Neil or I are probably wearing pants. And uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this went off the rails in a hurry. Holy shit! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so John, you, I know you. We we, we spoke earlier. Um, so I think it's going to be issue number fifty-six of New Noise. John's going to be in the magazine. There's going to be a little sidebar about some hardcore stuff. So, cool. um, so I so I actually heard a lot of this stuff. But when you were so when you're like fourteen, fifteen, you probably start going to shows, right? Put local punk shows, and some of the older guys were still hanging around. Did you ever like fantasize like, man, when I'm when I'm older, I'm going to be the singer for? Stalag thirteen or ill repute or 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 you know something like that was that was that like a teenage fantasy or was it not even? <laughs> um, I I don't know if it was a fantasy. I I never thought I would be in one of those bands. I just wanted to do my own band, really. Because sure. um, when I was when I was a kid getting into it, uh, like we call them groms out here. You're like a little twelve, thirteen year old kid surfing in the ocean, skateboarding. There's a surf shop in our little town, and the singer from Ill Repute, he worked there, and the bass player from False Confession worked there. Mm. The bass player from False Confession went on to form Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Oh, right. Yeah, like yeah. A swing, swing revival band. Yep. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they went on, they played like the Super Bowl, they went they, really big. But those two dudes were the guys that worked at the surf shop, and I would just go in there and punish them, being like some 13-year-old kid, like, what's cool, what's cool? Because there's no internet, you know? I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. couldn't go home. I couldn't go listen to YouTube. I couldn't do any of that shit. It was like, hey, what's cool? Oh, well, and they would just tell me stories of crazy shows they would play and all the bands I should check out and listen to this record, listen to this. So what are we and talking? Luckily, are, we did are, we, are we talking like 85 now, or what are we talking? No, no, like like 89 oh okay gotcha yeah uh 
it's like 89, 90, maybe even 88, but um, like right around that time. I went to my first real show in 91. Okay. And that was uh, Circle One and Ill Repute. And it was right after the singer from Circle One got killed by the police. And so his brother was singing for him and they had their own like gang and it was like fucking crazy. And for some reason, even though it was crazy and violent, I just fell in love with it, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so where about, you know what, I, I mean, I've always known of, uh, of Oxnard, but where exactly is it in California? Is it by L.A. or is it, is it by San Fran? It's, it's real close to L.A. Oh, it's, it is, okay. 60 miles, 60 miles north of L.A. and like 25, 30 miles south of Santa Barbara. Okay. Like on the coast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like... 45 minutes to an hour to go to LA. Oh, depending on traffic, sometimes two hours. Sure, um, sure, yeah. And then Santa Barbara is like 20 minutes north. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, it's, yeah it always is. It is funny because people don't, you know, especially Europeans don't don't recognize realize how big Southern California is. Yeah, with well, you know, you're right. Like, how far you can drive and still be in like Greater LA. Yeah, when, much I, different. when I was growing up in England, I was like, California just seemed like one big beach. You know, I didn't realize how huge the state was until I, you know, started looking into coming over here and stuff like that. It's uh, yeah, it's a massive state. So, so yeah, John, sure. the band you're probably, if, to go back a little bit before, you know, kind of, because I, I, I definitely want to talk about how you, how you ended up singing for Style 13. But um, what was your first, like, because I know you sang for The Missing 23rd, and you sang for Stop Breathing, and a bunch of kind of second-generation, like I said, second-generation hardcore bands. What was your first kind of serious band, like your band that recorded, like when you weren't like a 12- or 13-year-old kid? Uh, the first band I really recorded with uh, is Dick Circus. <laughs> and I played drums and, like, sang on one song, and we put out a 7-inch. Okay. And that was, like, Circus, 94, huh? 95. Dick Circus, yeah. <laughs> we had we had two singers, a girl and a guy singer that just sang, and I played drums, a guitar player, bass player. We were just fun punk songs, you know. Um, nothing too serious. We had some, like, you know, we had like an anti-homophobia song and a couple serious songs, but most of the time, like, our most popular song was Drop Out of the School and Be a Monkey with Me and, like, <laughs> just silly, silly punk songs, you know. Sure. But it, but it was fun, and yeah. was so so where'd you go from where'd you go from there? Because I actually did. I was. It's funny because if you look on your your uh, Neil and I are both this big discogs guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if to go on your discogs, it's it's. I don't know if you peeped it yet, Neil, but it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, I have the yeah. There's an awful lot of stuff on there, and I'm actually I'm looking it up right now, and I'm seeing Dick Circus actually did put out. Yep, seven inch. A seven inch, yeah. Well, actually, two two seven inches, right? Right, John. Well, there's really one seven inch, and then but it got repressed without our knowledge. And ah, it was a big okay. ordeal. Okay, you know, big ordeal when people really cared about stuff back then. And sure. So there's two different there's two different covers, but it's the same seven inch. Okay. Hmm. Yes, and the famous and that song "Monkey" is on it. I assume that's the one you were just talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Such a so... silly, silly fun punk songs like I don't know. Songs about putting Aquanet in your hair and spiking it. Just stuff. <laughs> so where'd, like where'd the, you go? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, just the singer of that band. They're really good. We'd like write a song. They'd just write the lyrics right there. And it all just worked. It's really easy. There you go. Where'd, where'd you go yeah. from there? When'd you, when'd you end up? Where'd you first start singing? Um, well, before Dick Circus, I actually sang in the band, but we didn't record anything. We played okay. one show. 
um, a long time. We played one show and that was it. And um, so then, like, kind of towards the end of Dick Circus, I started singing and we started Missing 23rd. Mm. And we, like, me and, me and the guys in that band were like, let's start a band that sounds like Minor Threat because we love Minor Threat. And at the time, it, like, the Fat Records epitaph stuff was really huge. And we loved a lot of that stuff too because that's, you know, going to shows in the early 90s. That's pretty much all that would play. Sure. But we're, we're like, let's start a band that sounds like Minor Threat. So that was like our goal in that band. And, and then we just kept going from there, you know. And you put out quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, we put out two records and then a seven, like a CD when we broke up. We've, like, we had a bunch of demos, so we kind of just put that all mm. in like a going, going away CD. So when you're doing The Missing 23rd, were you, uh-huh. so were the, were some of the original, were some of the, like, big four, the big four narco bands, Ill Repute, Style 13, were, were those bands still kicking around? Were you, were you playing with those bands at that point? Um, we would, but they're, all those bands are kind of, like, slightly different at that time. Like, Stalag had a different lineup. It was the same guitar player, but they kind of played differently. They put out the CD, they dropped the 13, and were just called Stalag. Hmm. And, Ill Repute was Ill Repute, but uh, the singer quit the band, I think, and the guitar player just started singing. So they're slightly different, mm. and they kind of changed their sound a little bit, you know. Um, but we would play with them, but it wasn't like the same old bands, you know what I mean? Like it, it, they're kind of the same, yeah, but they're yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. Now, we were you playing drums in Missing Twenty Third, or were you singing by that point? Oh, I, I sing in Missing Twenty Third. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, so I was singing I, and Mr. Hmm? No, I was going to say, no, because I'm sorry. I, you know, we can't see each other. I always tell to explain to people, we can't see each other, so we always step on, stepping on each other is common. But I, when yeah. I listen back, I'm always like, just shut up and let people talk. So anyway, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a delicate balance because then you can get the awkward silences, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's either, yeah. One or the other, right? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, we're actually going to play a Missing 23rd song. Neil, you, ha- you have the song skewed up still? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the one we chose was And We're All, I believe. Yes. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, al- yeah which, which album is that off of? Or is that off a single or something? That, no, that was off our, our second CD, because back then we put out CDs. Uh, sure. Control-Alt-Delete. And it was produced by Russ, the singer Good Riddance, and... Um, it was fun recording. That was a, it was a crazy like experience. We recorded at the studio in Ojai, which is like a town 20 minutes from us. And as soon as the bass was done, the board caught on fire. Oh shit. And we're like, oh. <laughs> we're like, Oh shit. So then we had to take the t- tapes cause there are tapes back then. It was like the two inch tapes and we had to go find some other studio and it was just a big ordeal, but like, um, it was, it was fun at the same time. It was crazy to see a, a board on fire. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what's the what's the song about? What's the song about? Um, oh fuck, I, have to, I haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> you wrote the words, right? I assume. I I did like twenty years ago. I mean, uh, <laughs> you were a kid. Yeah. Oh no, I wasn't a kid, but I was probably in my twenties. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so you what? Should we should up? we just play it? So all right, we're gonna play it. Yep, so this is uh yep, so this is the missing twenty-third with and we're all Dead! 
right. Missing 23rd there with And We're All. Um, Tom put you on the spot there, didn't you? Asking you what it was about. It was terrible. I like to put people on the spot. That's fun. I was, I was, I was secretly hoping Neil wouldn't know what Nardcore was. <laughs> Dude, I bought I, I, I bought the Overview album when it first came out. I know he loves the Stalag 13 record. I don't know about the rest of those bands. No, I, 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 bought, I bought the Ill Repute when it first came out. I first heard Ill Repute on, they were on one of the Rodney on the Rock uh, albums, compilations. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, they uh, were. Yeah, uh, clean, three, clean Cut American Kid, I believe. And I absolutely love that. So I bought their album. Uh, it was like an EP one. It was like an eight track or something. Yeah, See, I got the later version. Yeah, yeah. Is that the What What Happens Next one, Neil? Is that yeah. the album? Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I know this and you don't, but John is John is also he's a he's a record guy. Oh, cool. He, he, I think he, yeah. said he works at a record store and he has a pretty good knowledge of the music that I think he's got a real good knowledge of the music that came out of his scene, especially. So, so yeah, yeah. I've I've worked at a record store since '97. Okay, I think. So, so do well, you have an insane? Been, do you have an insane? Is your personal collection insane? Um, no, because I used to move around a lot, and I just wouldn't buy stuff, because moving vinyl sucks. Yeah, it there. does. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about it. Moving across the Atlantic was fun. <laughs> I, I think yeah, that's the only reason yeah. Neil doesn't give up his apartment, honestly. Yeah, it's true enough, and man. I would, and, like, in that time frame, I'd get so many free CDs. Like, it was just oh, yeah. free CDs, left and right. So, I'm like, I'm not going to buy this on vinyl. I have, you know, it's... Yeah. But I do have... I have a good-sized collection now that I haven't had to move around a bunch, but... Um, it's, it's mainly just punk stuff. Yeah. Same here. Well, it's, it, it was a sad day, you know, cause I, 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 I've written hundreds of reviews. Like that was kind of how I cut my teeth, writing, writing record uh-huh. reviews, mostly all punk. Okay. And now it's just all digital, you know, cause it used to be, you get physical copies of yeah, stuff yeah. too. Some of the labels still do the real big labels. Matter of fact, one label that you're affiliated with probably gives away more records than a lot of labels sell, but we'll, we'll get to that in good time. Okay. So what, What'd you, what, so what, what's after, so how long is, what's the time frame of Missing 23rd? So Missing 23rd, we played our first show in 95, and I think we technically broke up in 2004. So it was like kind of a nine-year span. We put out two records, we toured Europe, went to Japan, um, and then toured all over the U.S. and Canada. And uh, we we got to do one really cool tour on the East Coast with uh, Circle Jerks and GBH, and that oh, was like wow. cool. That was like a dream tour for me. Like just two of my favorite bands from when I was a kid. I'm like, dude, we're going on tour. This is so awesome. The tour was so you, pretty awesome. You said you guys were a real minor threat influence. Was that? I mean, was that kind of like the? I wonder if that was sort of an influence because a lot of the the old school. Uh, Oxnard guys were big into Minor Threat too. Were they the ones that turned you on to that, or was it just because this? Because those, those Minor Threat records would have been ten years old at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they totally, um, they definitely turned me on to some of that stuff. I was lucky. One of my friends, one of the few people that lived right right where I did by the beach, um, his older brother was like some skinhead guy, but he had uh, lots of really good records. And so we'd go to and steal all his brother's records, and <laughs> he had all all the punk stuff. You know, like, like every, he had all the punk and disorderly comps, all, mm. all the exploited records. He had Youth of Today records, Minor Threat records. He had all the records that you'd ever want, like Crass records. And mm. I remember my mom found the Crass record and threw it away. She was like, <laughs> so disgusted. Yeah, well, which one? Like penis envy or the feeding of the five thousand or which one was it? Feeding, feeding of the five thousand. Because I think she like listened to it. And oh, then, like you know the. Jesus died for his own sins, not mine. She's like, I can't believe you're listening to this crap. 
and like threw it away. I'm like, no, his brother's gonna kill me. Don't you know? He's like this crazy skinhead. So that record is now worth. Through. That was an original yeah. press. That record's now worth two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> that's a that's a, a that, that's a rough listen if you're re- re- religious in any way, shape, or form. Man, that 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 first song is a that's yeah. a tough one. And she's definitely a Catholic woman. So, yeah, you know, it was very very shocking to her. <laughs> yeah, and sure. I had to go dumpster diving so his brother wouldn't kick my ass. But it was cool. <laughs> so I, I was lucky to have at least good music influence. So then when we got that tour, I was like, man, I can't believe we're on tour with GBH and Circle Jerks. So how were GBH? This was is rad. Were GBH cool or were they assholes or what? No, they were the coolest. They That's were cool. Even like, they were so, they'd hang out all night. They, they're always like friendly. I couldn't really understand what half of them was, were talking, you know, <laughs> yeah, like sure. yeah, yeah. their accent was so harsh. I'd be like, yep. yeah, yeah. And I just like, it, it was always happy, but yeah, like every week in the tour. I was like, yeah, okay, like now third. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like every third word and just sort of nod, smile politely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but they're, they're super cool. And Circle Jerks, they're, they're super cool, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're going through a weird time. I think it might have been their last tour, like one of their last tours. Yeah, um, they, they, but they were good. Yeah, they split up. Yeah, no, no. But they, I mean, it was awesome to hear those songs every night. So yeah. I'm so bummed this year went the way it did because it's no Circle Jerk reunion yet. Oh, that's right. Not, that's right. They were supposed to be playing year. all over, yeah. Not this year. It's last yeah. year. It's last year. We're going to leave that year behind yeah. us. Yeah. But yeah, they were supposed to They were supposed to do a tour, yeah. I was very excited to go to Punk Rock Bowling, and then they're yep. playing in, in Ventura. I was like, man, it's going to be awesome. But damn you, COVID. Yeah. Well, there was so they many, weren't, right? They weren't doing a ton of like shows by us, but I wouldn't be surprised if they would have done Riot Fest or um I know they were doing St. Louis. They were doing a couple of couple of things, but I wonder I wonder uh, how long much longer before they pull the plug on punk rock bowling this year cuz I don't believe they have officially done it yet, but there's just no way, right? Yeah, I I, I, I they haven't pulled the plug, but I don't I don't see I don't want to speak I don't want to speak for Sean Stern. I don't think he needs anybody to speak for him, but I just can't imagine because no. there's not any foreign bands and you right. can't even really, it's such a patchwork. All the States are different. So you can't even really, can't even really tour at all. Yeah. So I know. So, well, yeah. hopefully it will work out. I, I'll miss it again for another year. So I've never been, it's sort of like a bucket list thing for me. Cause it's not that big a deal to fly to Vegas, but I mean, I've done it with my wife a couple of times for fun. I just have never, done it for punk rock bowling I, i'm finally getting the point in my life where i could probably justify spending that kind of money on myself <laughs> we'll yeah see. it's not cheap yeah it's maybe i'll cool. bring, i mean did I'll you go to downtown way. like have you been downtown to oh yeah, yeah a couple times. You, but just imagine that with like ten thousand punks running around yeah. everywhere it's, i've seen the pictures like of people just passed out in hotel like uh you know hotel hallways and that type of things Oh, this is the, went, this yeah. is this is the weird one, isn't it? With don't they have Madness headlining one of the nights? That seems crazy it, to me. It might have been last yeah. year. Well, no, it's twenty twenty one. That was last year. Well, no, they've been moved. Oh, yeah. to, it says Monday, May thirty first, twenty twenty one. Madness headlining Circle Jerks on Sunday the thirtieth. Um, I mean, it's it's still a it's still a pretty decent lineup. But I, you're right, Tom. I can't believe that this is actually going to go ahead. I mean, I know a lot of yeah. like the Europe. The European festivals for summer are already getting canceled, which right. is a bummer. Are they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then if those are getting but it, canceled, but, me- then, and it's me- yeah. but it's metal festivals. If we're being honest, so I'm not even sure. 
I'm not sure about the punk rock. Like, Rebellion hasn't been canceled yet, but I think that's August? That's August, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of going this year, yeah. Yeah, you're always thinking about crazy. When are you actually going to go? I was going to go last year, wasn't I? I I, I, And instead, I had to go for some other reason, but I was going to go. I was going to go last year, but uh, that got shot to hell, didn't it? Did you ever did you ever play it, John, or you just go as a fan? Uh, no, Stalag played it um, two years ago, maybe. Oh, how was that? It was it was fun, but we had like an insane drive the night. Like we played some festival in Pula, Croatia. Oh shit! And and then after we were done, we jumped in the van and just drove to Blackpool, like twenty four hours straight, <laughs> like across Europe, getting on the ferry. Like it was. But by the time we got there, we were kind of. I was kind of delirious. And then you just walk in, and it's just kind of overwhelming. There's so much punk. Yes, but it was rad. So much, so much old really punk. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so much punk, and like seeing like like older, like way older dudes with mohawks and stuff. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is cool. Yeah, but it was super fun. Wow, man, you've been See, all over the world. That's super yeah, impressive, we should, dude. We should, you know what? We should get into the stylic stuff, right? What, yeah, what was well, the? Well, what are there? What this is what we do. Here? This is what we do. Yeah. We just go we just all over the place. Around. Yeah, whatever we want. Yeah. We wander around. Yeah. What other? What other song? Because uh, I feel like there's another pre-style band. We're gonna do. Uh, what what is it was? We we're gonna do a stop breathing song. What we're we gonna do, Neil? What other song we're we gonna do? Um, stop breathing was certainly a song we were gonna do. I believe what I want from Stop Breathing was a song we were gonna do. So, yeah. so how do you get yeah. from is, is Stop Breathing the next band you sing in after uh, Missing Twenty Third? It is so like. Missing 23rd, we recorded a demo with Steve Kervak, um, which he's a dude that's done a lot of really awesome records. Okay. And he, like, pushed me super hard recording vocals, like, to the point where I never wanted to sing again. I'm like, this sucks. I don't, I'm not having fun. I'm over <laughs> it. Sh- shredded you? Or, I mean, like, it made you shred like, your voice? Or what did you do? Not, sh- it was just like, I don't, it, it was like very, like, do it again, do it again. You're not, you, mm. you know, all the things you hear. He did, like, I'm a fuck. I'm a punk singer. I'm not that good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know if I'm on key or if I'm in pit. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is, I don't know that shit. I don't know how sure. to read music. Um, and he was pushing me, and he got a really good final product, but I had no fun in the process. Oh, that's not good. And so our our bass player, who's my favorite bass player, Mike Carter, who plays in Glass and Ashes, and he was in Stop Breathing with me too. He's like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm going to quit because I want Glass and Ashes. We're going to like start touring, and they're on No Idea Records. They did a bunch of yep. tours. And, yep. and I'm like, yeah, f- fuck that, dude. And I'm like, I don't want to teach these uh, Mr. 23rd songs to anybody else. I'm sick of it. And so I don't even want to sing. And so we played like a last show. I bought a drum set with the money we made because we were pretty popular in town. Good. So we all made like you know a pretty good amount after that show. And so I bought a drum set, and I'm like, I'm never singing again. And, started playing drums and we did like a power violence band called Emmanuel Lewis and we put out a couple tapes and then I started doing a band called the fucking wrath and we were like we're like a stoner like kind of if you take like tragedy like db kind of heavy punk stuff and mix it with like black sabbath stoner sleep like kind of stuff and we just out the gate, we like toured the East Coast twice before we ever even played San Francisco. We like put out a record on uh, Goodfellow, which was kind of like a kind of like a hardcore label. Mm. And then TP Records signed us, which is like a stoner, like a stoner <laughs> rock label, I, I would say. Yep. And so Shrine, we, we put out the Shrine records. made a couple of the Shrine made a record for them, right? Or yeah, the Shrine. Yeah. 
and our, our friends from in town, Annihilation Time, well, they ended up moving to Oakland, but they're from here. They put out a couple of records or other bands. It was a cool label, and it was fun. So I just played drums for, like, another eight years. Like, wow. Like, I, I never want to never want to sing i just want to play drums again wow you you got burned out from making an ep for eight years worth of singing or was that yeah boring? i think so no it was, oh. just a, it was just like three songs mm. and uh, yeah and it was also like nine years too it wasn't just yeah. those three songs sure. it was just like nine years we had lots of different members and like the bass player leaving was like ah, i don't want to do this anymore it's just i'm over mm. it. it it wasn't fun it wasn't as fun as it used to be you know Sure. And, uh, but we've played like, um, like 10 reunion shows. Like, you know, mm. we've, we've never really fully broke up. We just aren't a functioning band anymore. Sure. We were supposed to play last year because somebody put together like a 90s Ventura Oxnard compilation cassette. And mm. so we were going to play the release party, but, you know, COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> COVID. Uh, sure. Yeah, COVID. So then, yeah, I played the drums and the fucking rats. We toured around. Um, we were doing a bunch of cool stuff. And then this kid at my work at the record store who loved Missing 23rd, he's like, hey, you should sing again. Come on, sing again. And his name was Matt, and he had a roommate named Ben. He's like, my roommate has all these songs. You should sing. Come on, come on. And he just bugged me. And then he gave me a CD where this, this kid, Ben, he uh, played the drums to memory and then recorded everything over the drums, like everything himself. He's like, wow, <laughs> one of those kind of like very talented guy. Sure. I was like, all right. And he finally like, like talked me into going to meet him and hang out. It was cool. And so he like, he actually tried to start playing bass, the kid from my work, Matt, but he couldn't keep up with Ben. <laughs> and so I got this other drummer that we worked together and he's like an amazing drummer. He's like a drum. Now he's like a drum teacher at a drum school. And he always wanted to play in like a fast hardcore band because the band he was in was kind of more like a reggae, like they're kind of like that band, the Pharmaceutical Bandits. They would go on tour with them. They're kind of like weird reggae stuff. And he's like, I want to play fast. And I'm like, all right, well, here's these songs. And so then me, Ben, and Justin kind of formed Stop Breathing. And then I got Mike Carter, who was the bass player, Mr. 23rd, who quit and did Glass and Ashes. He wanted to play in a hardcore band. I'm like, here, listen to these songs. And he got in. And then he brought the other guitar player from Glass and Ashes, and that's when Stop Breathing started. And we recorded the record, and no idea put it out. We played, we played some cool shows, but we never really toured or anything. Okay. We just played, played like out here, and we played like punk rock bowling, and just stuff on the West Coast because we didn't want to. We we're all older at that point, and I didn't want to like go sleep on people's floors playing like basements to five people. Sure, no, that makes sense. And like I've done that twice already with the fucking wrath and this is twenty third. I'm like, I'm I don't want to do that anymore. All right, well let's play let's and play so, the song. So I actually have stop I breathing? actually I actually have a stop breathing record, Neil, and I don't have any recollection of how I got it, but I have an EP, a seven inch EP called Santa Cruz. Oh, the one with the black and white oh, color, and I like, right? I, yeah. And I like it quite a bit. And you know what else? I actually, I actually have more of. Once I started like, like uh, checking out John's work on Discogs, I actually have uh, a few things that he's been on. But we'll get to some more of those later. But yeah. So what? What's that breathing song? Are we gonna do? What I want. What I want. Do you yeah. Remember what this song is about, or is that putting you on the spot, John? This song is about just advertising. People getting tricked into buying things they don't need, really. Ah. You know? Gotcha. And it's the first track off of that 
first record, right? Off the first album, I believe, in 2012. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So this is uh, Stop Breathing with What I Want. Stop breathing. There you go. All right, Neil. You think we done enough beating around the bush? Should we talk about some stylic stuff? Well, I don't know. They've got two other bands to cover here yet. <laughs> but are they right. after? That's are they right. after? I mean, I don't, I don't know right. the you timeline. Know so let's get to the sweet spot because okay. well, for a while. So. so what? So how'd you get to know these? How did you? You said you met a couple of the guys like uh, at a surf shop. How'd you end up? Because uh, you you were friends with the guys from Stylog Thirteen before you became the singer, right? How'd you end up? becoming friends with those guys um kind of i i, I knew them i wasn't like friends oh friends okay okay uh i mean i knew them everyone kind of knows each other it's like you know it's kind of a small scene where you play around long enough you'll know people and like sure. i knew them but i didn't really know them that well or anything oh, okay and, <clears throat> but um i was friends with the ill repute guys those guys i, I was friends with because they like i said the singer worked at the surf shop that i was a kid grew up with and mm. ill repute kind of got back their original lineup and we missing 23rd and ill repute would play a bunch of shows together so those guys are always my friends and Stalag i kind of knew and um aggression had already like kind of gone even though there's a band called aggression that plays it's the original aggression kind of moved to colorado and then they kind of broke up while they moved out there um hmm. and then dr no wasn't re- there's was brandon cruz's dr no Mm-hmm. And so Brandon Cruz and Ishmael Hernandez, uh, he's the bass player, and he's actually the guy who came up with the term Nardcore, ah, who coined okay. the phrase Nardcore. And his brothers are um, pretty famous, like comic book artists, the Hernandez brothers. Yeah, and they did the artwork did, like, for the first Star Like 13 record, right? In Control. Yeah, yeah, and Doctor No, and yep. the Ill Repute. What happens next? And, and they were always really, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah iconic and yeah. um 
yeah, and then they're like they went on to do like Love and Rockets and some other like comics I don't really know, but uh, they I think one of them I forget which one is the guy who came up with the little diamond and the X. Oh, okay. Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they were playing, but I didn't really know Stalag at all. And um, Stalag, they got back together to play the Narmageddon Fest, I think, in 2012 or something like that. And the singer flew out, and then. Uh, they played, they did like a weekend of shows and the band had so much fun. They're like, we don't want to stop. And the singer lives in Australia. And I guess he was like, well, you guys could keep going. Just find someone to sing. I think that's what happened. I don't really know. Cause I wasn't there, but, mm-hmm. uh, so they got Ryan and he used to sing in a band called in control. It was like a hardcore band. Oh, I have one of their seven inches too. too. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the singer from in control started singing in Stalag and he, he was just a wild madman like because he just goes off when he plays like just jumping in the crowd just going crazy but i guess he couldn't play as many shows as the band wanted to do so there was a show that happened in camarillo which is another town ventura oxnard camarillo it's all one thing and they had uh different singers sing because Ryan couldn't make it, so they had like the singer from False Confession sang two songs, and Brandon Cruz sang two songs, and the singer from Ill Repute John sang two songs, and I sang two songs, and a couple other people sang two songs. And it was basically after that, I was like, dude, if you guys need a singer, I already know all the songs. It'd be easy. Mm-hmm. And so then that's kind of how I joined. That's how I kind of joined. Then I went over to the drummer's house, and we had our first practice. Arc. All right, you're in. Let's do this. And then we've been playing pretty much ever since, just a bunch of shows. And we went to Europe and we did Europe for like three weeks, which was rad. Cause none of those guys have, they, none of the old hardcore bands ever went to Europe or went to Japan or like hmm. really toured that much. So they got, they're all stoked. The drummer went to Europe and one of his other bands, but like most of them had never been there. So we're just cruising around. Just, it's just awesome. The shows there, it's just a little different. It's mm-hmm. like more serious in Europe, it seems like, like playing the squats and the youth centers and everything's oh, sure. more serious about yeah. punk over there than it is here. So it was cool. It was a great time. And then we went to Japan and Japan's kind of similar in that aspect. And the shows are fun. And it's just really, it's more just traveling and seeing things and, you know, all see, that fun stuff. See, out of interest, because, you know, some of the other bands we've interviewed over the, over the past year and a half, um, they'll often say, yeah, we toured Europe and then we went to Japan. Now, what? Now, why is it Europe and Japan? Like, why, like, Australia, South Africa? Like, why, why is it, why is Japan always the, always the place that everyone heads for, just out of interest? It's got to be money. Well, it's got to be money. Was, there's a bunch of places you could play in a small amount of area you know like tokyo is so huge you could play like, uh, five shows in tokyo and it's all different places where different people go i think so and i've heard i mean australia is a waste know. a I, vast I, wasteland neil i, I just hear exploring <laughs> australia is hard cause, yeah because the drives the drives are super long or yeah, 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 between us, yeah 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 so it's like makes it more expensive to go down there but i hear it's awesome i'd love to go it's yeah. just you know we've I talked to people these, who have we talked to people who have done it, and it was, I think it was almost like a half, like like they were willing to lose money just for like the vacation experience end of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where we're at as a band. It's not like we're losing money, but we're not making money. We're just going for the experience, you know. So how many, you said, how many bands right now are you are actually active that you're playing in? <laughs> um, 
basically three, even though one of them's not act, like super active, but we, we're still, I guess, four maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, Neil, it's like real. That's what drummers normally say, not singers, for well, God's sake. We have a running joke that if you're a good drummer and a reliable drummer, you will play in at least five bands. Right. That's just the way it is. Like, well, well, yeah. But it's not so much not so much with singers. I was going like, to say, yeah, he's a singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I play drums. It, well, two of the bands I play drums with, so that makes sense. Wow, um, he's a yeah, he's a so, doubly talented. So I play drums. I play drums in Detoxy, and that's really like my main band that I practice with every week, and mm. it's more that, like a like a, that band thing where you you hang out once a week and you talk, and you know it's kind of more like that where. And then I'm in dad brains, which doesn't really do much um, except text message back and forth ideas and <laughs> jokes and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And we have plans to do some stuff, but we really like, we'll write songs, record them, and then we'll make silly videos. And that's about all we do. Like, we don't even play shows. Well, we would we would have probably played some shows if it wasn't for COVID. But, like, that's kind of throwing a wrench into everything. But we, we have yeah. plans to record a new 7-inch this year. So we're just sending back ideas and doing that kind of stuff. And then Stalag 13 is a real band, serious band, but we don't practice every week or anything like that. You know, it's, uh, if we had a show or something, we'd practice, but we don't have any shows. Well, so are, are, are the, I was going to say, are the, rest, are the rest of the guys in Stalag 13, are they all original members? Uh, so it's just you who's, the, who's kind of the new guy? Or is, are there some okay. other, other new people too? Okay, so when I joined Stalag, it was the same band that's in the picture on In Control. Okay. And then me. Mm-hmm. So it's all the same four dudes. It's just not the singer, and, and it was me. And we did that for about three and a half years, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. And we're, we had our Europe. Europe was booked, and it was getting booked. And we had the show, like, once a year, they do, like, a big, like, Narcor show at the local uh, theater in town. And so it was, like, the big local show we do once a year, you know, where everyone gets together. And the guitar player didn't show up. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we're, like, what? we're like, where's Dave? Where's Dave? And it's Dave uh, Casillas. He used to be in No Effects. And uh, he didn't show up. And then huh. he showed up like three three hours later, like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> like, he knew what time we were supposed to play. We're like, what's up, dude? And then he sent us all text messages the next day. He's like, yeah, guys, I don't think I'm into doing the band anymore. We're like, okay. Yeah, we kind of got that idea when have... you didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> when you didn't show up, but okay. And... Yeah. We have this Europe tour. This Europe tour is already booked. Like, it's booked. And he's like, yeah. So then we're like, well, what are we going to do? And I just said, hey, I have my friend Ben from Stop Breathing, who's like this killer guitar player, virtuoso, or however you say it. He'll learn all the songs. You won't even have to teach him. And so that's what happened. He came to practice knowing pretty much everything. And they're like, all right, he's in. And then literally we played like one or two shows and then we went to Europe and you know, he, we all got along in a van for three weeks together. So he was pretty much in after that, you know, and then we played. So basically it's three of the dudes now and me and Ben. Okay. (laughs) So, Man, I lost my train of thought there, Neil. I lost my train. Those three, the the three guys that are in the band, me and Ben made a pact that said, there has to be more old guys than new guys. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. one of those three quits, then then we're done. We're like, yeah. no, no, 
we can't get another guy. Well, that makes but sense. It's nice. That makes sense because we were talking about that on the last episode, actually, or a couple of episodes ago. That you know, talking about the the bands that get back together and they've just got like the drummer or something from the original lineup, and it, it just feels yeah, kinda, it just feels kind of awkward or and me just being weird. A, like a record, me being a record employee, I'm very opinionated on that fact too. And sure. It, I've gone back and forth, but it's really weird. Like Oxnard's a town where they just won't let the bands die. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did is kind of selfish in a way. I'm like, I know I, I could sing kind of like that guy. And I know I could do it good. I don't want to see them with somebody else. And it just sucks. And it ruins the band. So I did it very selfishly. So I mm. wouldn't have to see them with somebody else. <laughs> I don't know well, if that, that works. Sense, though. But yeah. I was like, Man, they're gonna do it. They did it already. I'm like, I could do this, and and also I've been playing in bands for years, influenced by '80s punk, and now I'm finally in an '80s punk band. There you go. Kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you'll so, join. Next thing you join a '70s punk band. You join the Weirdos or something. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There we go. There we go. That would be kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, it would. <laughs> so, so, so you guys, so you guys have a new album coming out at the end of next month, and uh, I know a couple of the songs are have been have are out there right now, and the so the name of the album is "Fill in the Silence." Yeah, and the title track is out there. Why don't we spin that? Because I really do think you do two things actually. So the original singer Ron Baird has has given his blessing for the band to go on lest anyone worried that he was, like, jettisoned. He just lives in Australia, right? Yeah. That's what I've been told. <laughs> As you've been told. You weren't there, but you believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the guy. That, you know. And he, but I, he well, I saw a comment he made on Facebook on that song. He's like, super rad or some, something very positive. So I'm like, cool. Well, I think, if... I think you do. You, it, It's interesting. I'd, I'd love to see you guys play live. Because I think you do have a similar voice in a lot of ways, and not, and, and you, I think you do put your own kind of spin on it. But we'll uh, we'll let people decide for yourself. So this is the title. Let's play the title track from the from the record, and then we'll talk to you about how insane it is to follow up a thirty-seven year old record. Right. <laughs> so this is this is Stalag thirteen with John Sing and uh, fill in the silence.
fill in the silence from the uh, new Stalag 13 album that's out in February sometime, right? I think. Yeah. So I forwarded you the files, Neil. Did you get a chance to check it out yet? I did. I really, I really, really liked it. And it's I mean, good, this, I mean, this will come as a as a compliment, I think. But if you hadn't told me that that was you know just recorded and is new i would have thought that that came out in like 1986 or something as a follow-up to in control i oh, mean that's that's, that's how good i that's how good i thought it was I thought so it was what'd excellent. you get the red or the yellow <laughs> yeah you know what i'm looking at that and i'm looking at the t-shirts too because the t-shirts are effing cool as well they do well, a really a cool good graphic. job with... it's got a skater on it i know you're a sucker for anything with skating so that's true yes yeah, a, so, a skateboarding skeleton you, you sold me it's right there yeah yeah so, so it's one thing to sing with some kind of heroes you're growing up with, you know, doing some shows, have living the life, touring Europe, touring Japan, just, you know, kind of, I think you described it to me last time I talked to you as kind of keeping the mic warm. But so when they said they wanted to make a new record, I mean, what was your, what was your initial thoughts when the, when the guy, when the old, old guy said, man, we want to make a new style 13 record. Well, I was kind of hesitant at first because like you said, you know, it's 35 years later different singer like it's one thing going to see it live go cool yeah but here's the new songs like i've always been very critical of bands like that that put out new stuff and and you know it's because i work at a record store and i see shit all day long and, um so i was like i don't know guys i don't know if anyone's gonna care if anyone's even gonna you know like i like honestly i don't know and the the guitar player blake he's a very good motivator you know, he gets you pumped up. So he's like, no, dude, it would be great. And like, you know, he kind of said, let's do it. And so he talked me into it and it's been fun. I, you know, I, I like challenging stuff now. I'm not, I don't hate singing anymore, or writing lyrics like I did at the end of Mr. 23rd. I'm like, all right, so how am I going to write this song? It's, you know, I hope I do it justice. I hope people hear it and they're not mad. Like, why are they doing this to the name Stalag 13? But half the songs are really old Stalag 13 songs or more than half. Like half of them are like ones they are, they've been playing for the whole time. They just never really recorded them that well. Okay. And a couple of them, two of them are like old demo songs that like we kind of rewrote the music and I rewrote total different vocals because we couldn't tell what he was singing anyways. So Two of those are like kind of like old songs, and then four of them might be all brand new songs. So it's kind of like a smorgasbord of old and new and rewrote old songs. But I, I, don't know, I think it's cool. I like it. I think it came out good. I hope other people do. No, I thought it came out great. So, um, I, I, well, are you gonna are you, are you gonna keep recording new stuff, or is, is this kind of it for a while? You think for the for the recording? Well, it took 37 no, but... years for this. It took 37 years for this record. You know? What do you want? Another one in six months? Or what? Well, and, and these and these are old songs. Apparently, we just learned yeah. most of them. So. Yeah. Is there more? Is there more of those old songs somewhere? Um, there's a whole demo that's out there online. That, but it's it's so typical bad 80s recording. You could barely tell what's going on. You know, so, sounds like it was recorded uh, on a boombox that was shoved up somebody's ass. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It sounds it sounds like that. I know there's another good one that I've never been able to track down, but mm. and then there is also the Stalag thirteen metal years. Like at the in the mid eighties there's this demo and that might see the light of day sometime soon. Mm. But the drummer Larry is playing in the band now, who's on the picture and in control. Um, him and Ron did like a metal version. Like mm. oh dear. You know, when all the mm. you know, when all like the hard crossover. bands went metal. They either went yeah. metal or they went like super U two wimpy kind of sounding stuff. 
they better won't medal. Better crossover than you two. Yeah. Better crossover <laughs> it depends yeah. on the crossover. <laughs> what I remember, I haven't heard that demo in a long time, but it was more like Venom, like slow, oh, like, like waterheady kind of raspy. Kind of, yeah, yeah. There, you can hear it's on YouTube. There's like, they do no excuse, which is a song off In Control, but it's so metal and slow and weird. Like, what is that? That's the same song. Oh shit! <laughs> but I think they. So there's that demo that might come out of old songs, but besides that, I don't think there's anything else. So, so most of us, you know, it's funny because most of us only know In Control, you know, nine songs originally. And then the expanded version that most of us have is probably like the 13 song version. Yeah. So so for the fans, like local fans who have seen you guys play or seen them play. Tom. And heard all these songs. It's kind of cool, actually, because you're giving them good versions of these songs that they already know and love. Yeah. I mean, that's I think also the drummer who's on the picture of in control didn't actually play on in control. That's right. You were telling me. So I know he, he's been, he's been dying to record those songs that he's been playing for 30 years, but like everyone knows Harry, Harry was the drummer before him and Harry is the drummer of false confession. And he also went on to join the cramps and played like in the later era of the cramps for a couple of years. Oh, wow. And, and so Larry's always been, he's, his pictures on the record it says Larry White and then somewhere down low it's like drums recorded by Harry um, and so I know he's been dying to record some of those songs to get like good recordings and it's so much easier to record nowadays than it was back then so it's like why not so you and, said uh, it... to your question though nope. we are we, we are writing new songs still because Blake Blake's just a writing machine I guess he just keeps sending riffs so We'll have some new songs, probably, because we can't play shows. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, we, definitely. Yeah. Did we determine that Blake and Brandon were brothers, Neil? Yeah, I think so, right? They're they brothers, are. right? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yep. So, so it is sort of an incestuous little scene there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Every, um, every, like, Larry, Larry, the drummer in, that's in Solid 13, was also in Aggression. He played drums in Aggression on the Someone Got Their Head Kicked In comp. Mm-hmm. And then he also played drums in Dr. No and the Wreckage of Flesh album. So he's in three of the big hardcore bands. It's all intertwined. <laughs> it's that whole so drama thing again, do, the drama just, being in numerous so he bands. He needs to do something yeah. with ill repute and he'll be all set, huh? Yeah. He'll like hit for yeah, the cycle. That's, that's, that's the one. Then he could be in the big four of hardcore. There you go. So yeah, it's it's funny, you know, because it, it, I I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think where my my train of thought once again went sideways. But so when you're when you're you know like 2020 obviously went sideways, everything got screwed up. How do you uh, manage your time between all these bands on a normal situation? I mean, a normal year. Yeah. How do you, what's I mean? You got something's got to have priority over the other. And I remember you saying detox is kind of like your main, kind of like your friend band or whatever but how do you how do you uh organize your year do you have to lay the whole year out ahead of you at one time or how do you do it well it just depends on how busy it is you know like obviously if Stalag has a tour book then that's what we're gonna go on tour somewhere that's your priority but sure. it, it's yeah and then you know we make most of the time we just play shows in town and all the money we make goes to like buy airline tickets and that stuff you know we never really make any money Sure. But we play a bunch of shows so we can go do cool stuff. But, you know, it kind of just depends if something's booked first, something's booked first. You know, that's kind of first come, oh. first serve almost. Gotcha. You know, unless it's something crazy. 
but usually like I have, I have yet to have to cancel one to do something else. Really? You know, That's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's been, I've been pretty lucky, but like most of the bands, it's, it's uh, like that. It's just weird. I don't know. But first come first serve usually, and it usually it's worked out pretty good. So, Knock wood. Who knows? So I noticed, so I actually, I haven't had a chance to listen to Detoxy yet. Um, but you said it's kind of like a, more like a death rock thing. Yeah, that's, we started out, yeah, the, the, the kids in that band, uh, the bass player, Oscar, and, well, Chris played bass and Oscar played guitar. They're in a band called Catholic Spit. And okay. before that, they're in like a, a hardcore band called Dog End. And working at the record store, you know, I'd, they come in all the time. We'd be friends, play shows. What's the name but of this? Like, hey, what's the play. name of this record store, by the way? Uh, it's called Salzers. It's, what, um, what is it? Salzers. S A L Z E R S. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Salzers. It's, it's been around since '66. Oh. It opened up in Oxnard in '66. Oh, that's amazing. And still here this this many years later. Uh, but they came in there like, hey, hey, John, we're gonna start a death rock band called Catholic Spit. I'm like, that's fucking cool. You guys are awesome. <laughs> and then, and then they did, and they were awesome. So they were. I mean, they yeah. literally like they're in their 20s. You're in your 30s or 40s or what? I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a bit okay. Yeah, they're like, like, I think they're. I'm in 44. I think they're like early 30s now. Okay. So this is like 10 years ago. So yeah, I was in their 30s, 20s, and they're they're rad. And then they kind of like broke up, and um, we do this thing in town every Halloween. We do cover bands. Mm. Where like people from different bands will join together and start like they'll do you know like a Clash cover band and they'll just practice play one show on Halloween that's it and so when they broke up we did a dance like I'm like hey let's do a damn cover band and so me and the two dudes we did it I'm like let's let's keep going let's do a death rock band and so we started writing songs like that and my friend Thomas who sings in Strike Anywhere he ends up moving to Ventura and uh, he is even though Strike Anywhere is totally nothing death rock, he used to be into all that stuff growing up. Mm. He loved all the old goth stuff. And he was like, yes, I want to sing. And so we, he sang, and we played a few shows, and we were called Mask. And then uh, things were going pretty good. We were playing some cool shows. Uh, the TSOL, Subhumans, Ultra mm. Shock. We were playing some, some cool stuff. And then he's like, oh, my wife has got a new job in Oakland, so I got to move. So he moves, and we're like, oh, man. Well, um, I knew the guitar player that we had could sing. I'm like, why don't you just sing? And so he ends up just singing. And so we just changed the name to Detoxy. And we add my other friend, Matt Barks, on key- keyboards. So Mass didn't have a keyboards, but Detoxy has keyboards. Hmm. And, you, and, you, I noticed... and you play drums on this one, right? Yeah, I play drums. Okay. It's funny because when I was looking at the songs, that looking over the song list, it was like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, like four minutes. <laughs> like yeah. this is the yeah you, yeah you you knew you knew which one was the post punk one, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, so what, I this 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 no, this, this, no, this sorry, completely ahead, this completely threw me for a loop because when Tom first told me about the songs you wanted to play and Detoxy, I was thinking, you remember the old mid eighties uh, L.A. punk band called Detox? detox yeah yeah and see that's that's what i was thinking it was i was like what is he playing is he oh. play, is, is he playing with a reformed version of detox as well because detox had a crazy story right didn't their original singer get killed by some guy with a samurai sword 
I, that I do not know. <laughs> he, I, dude, I, 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 I don't swear, know too much about him. I swear, I remember that. That sounds that, like something that could happen. Yeah, that that the original singer got killed by some dude with a with a samurai sword. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah, but anyway, well, sorry, I digress. They're an L, 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 L. punk band, right? They're yeah, L.A. punk band. Yeah, yeah, they're on all it's, the flyers. It's funny, Neil, because I was kind of giving John a hard time about how he's going to be like Brandon Cruz. Because you remember, because Brandon Cruz uh, sang for the Dead Kennedys for a while. That's right. Yeah, and he of course sang for Doctor No. But I always thought he was the replacement singer for Dr. No. But the fact of the matter is he was the original singer for Dr. No, left before they recorded their big album, right, John? Yeah, so I think they had singers before Brandon. Oh, okay. not 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 for that long. He was basically the first singer. And he sang, and they recorded that demo. It sounded mystic. It's like Dr. No featuring Brandon Cruz or something, you know. Mm. And they recorded a, like a, a demo. Quality, a quality mystic records release, no doubt. <laughs> Exactly. And then um, he either quit or got kicked out. I don't know what. And then Kyle, the guitar player, started singing. Yep. And so most people know that the recordings are with Kyle. The Like plug-in Jesus there. Yeah. yeah, Kyle and Ishmael plays bass and uh, Rick Heller played drums. And Rick Heller actually went on to play in uh, The Exploited and he moved to Scotland. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> They went on tour with the Exploited, and then I think he was like later. Just I, I don't know. He he joined the Exploited and moved to Scotland. And he tried and to go on. A, that guy. Tried to go on tour with Exploited, but Lemmy or Lemmy Waddy has heart issues every time they try to go on tour. Right? Is he is <laughs> no, he still with like, them? No, no. This is like in the eighties still. Oh so no, I'm kidding. He, yeah, I don't think he's in the the current Exploited. I actually, um, those late eighties Exploited records are underrated. Like which ones? Like Let's Start a War and. Uh, my two favorite ones yeah. are probably like horror epics and Let's Start a War. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, those. Are, well, maybe that's somewhere like mid eighties. Yeah, I like the know. I like the first two. Those are the ones that. Yeah, I like those two, yeah. but I do like the. I just think the late eighties stuff is underrated. Anyway, we yeah. digress. We, we digress. We digress. Let's play. Let's it's play okay. a detox. Let's play that four minute detoxy song. Okay. Detoxy. All right. Yeah. It's nice. detoxy. So I'm saying it wrong. So it's like detox. It's okay. Detox. Detoxy. Because all right. So mask. Mask had a song called Horror Detoxy. And so once we started the new band, we liked it, but we didn't want it to be called Horror Detoxy, so we're just Detoxy. Well, it's slightly easier to pronounce than your last name, so <laughs> well, Detoxy. So Detoxy. what's the name of the song? What's the name of the track? Um, I think uh, I think we laughter. picked In Laughter, yeah. And is this is this off? Because you guys have an album, right? Is it off the album, or is it something else? Or is it a no, new single? This is this is off a, a EP that's coming out in March. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. this... But the song, it, it, the song's out digitally now. But it's uh, the vinyl EP is coming out in March. Oh, okay, cool. So this is you're gonna have, song... a, have a good point twenty one. I got a feeling. I got a good feeling about it. Yeah, lots of stuff coming out from John. Um, so yeah, so this is Detoxy with In Laughter. <laughs>
and laughter there by Detoxy. Yeah, is that post-punk thing going on for you? Do you well, that... do you uh, so in that band? Do you just drum? I mean, is that kind of like your chilled band, or do you you kind of participate in the creative process? Because I know the other band you're doing the lyrics and you're you know you're like part of the process. In Detoxy's Detoxy, is that kind of just like your Detoxy? Most of it is a lot of it is just jamming. We just will jam and we'll be like, oh, that sounds cool. Like it's real organic that way. Sometimes the huh. singer, guitar player will come with a whole song already together and there's not much, but probably half the songs are us just like jamming stuff. And like we have a million different ideas that we record on our cell phones. We're like, all right, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Mm. And we kind of like write songs like that. But it's, it's, I have a lot like, you know, let's play this. What's it? Arranging. Like I'll arrange, like we all have a voice in that kind of stuff. Mm. And then hopefully the singing can go on top of it. And the song in laughter is like, that was a song that's more the singer kind of like, here's the song. Hmm. And then we kind of throw our own things in there, but basically already it's all there. And it's, it's probably the prettiest song I've ever been involved in. Uh, That's, that's, that's what I view in laughter as. Now what, what 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 are some of the influences? Is it like typical like Bauhaus and stuff like that or something different? Well, this it's, yeah, there's that. In this song, probably not so much. There's probably a lot more of the cure in this song. Um, Early cure, I hope. Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a fun fact between Mask and Detoxy being Detoxy was another Halloween. So we just did the cure and we just did stuff off of uh, the first like three records. Excellent. And then we did the good ones. Yeah. And then we, we also did just like heaven just cause you kind of have to do that when you're doing a, sure. a cover but band you... of the cure at a bar. Otherwise like people are going to kill you. But uh, you didn't go all the way to like love song or, or like Friday of in love. <laughs> no, 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 no. And the singer didn't put lipstick on. So it was all right. They're decent pop yeah. songs, Neil. Give them a break. Those later Cure albums yeah. are decent pop songs. No, shoot, just not... shoot me in the face. No, they're not. They're terrible. I mean, I mean, listen, dude. I, once a year, I'll throw pornography on or something. But I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will, you oh, dirty the bastard. Album. The album. I said once a year. That's not later, man. Pornography is the fourth album. That's still fucking god. That's that's still well, mid, mid god like, period. Head the, like head on the door pornography. I like that stuff. Those are good. Those ones are good. Yeah, pornography is good. Yeah, Hanging Garden's a great song. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're kind of we're all Smith over the place. Like, you what? I'm sorry. I, I was just making a. I was. I said Robert Smith starting to look like his own grandmother. Unfortunately, but <laughs> yeah, we all get old. Yeah. Um, but you know, we like uh, we're also influenced by like TSOL, Christian Death. Like mm-hmm. we're still there's still a punk edge to it. It's not like it's kind of more post punky death rock. There's still, I'm not a good drummer, so it's still punk, you know. <laughs> Although I have not, I have not listened to it yet. I'm gonna. That's so. So after after tomorrow, when I'm at work, if I have some time to listen to music, I'm listening to False Confession because I've actually never heard them, and you mentioned them several times. And I feel like I should oh, yeah. probably check out False Confession, and I'm gonna listen to Detoxy because a little death rock actually sounds kind of fun right now. A little goth. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna go to my blue collar job tomorrow. I'm gonna wear some. Uh, what's that uh, eyeliner? Yeah, I can. Tom, I can see. Eyeliner. I can see you in eyeliner, dude. <laughs> That's not doing, not a pretty picture. Doing the, sewer, doing the sewer work in my eyeliner. That's right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll leave the guys it. will beat you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
you know, it's it's funny, you know. So, see, so you do you know Jack Grisham by any chance? We've played a bunch of shows with TSOL, but I don't think he would remember me for okay. anybody. You know, like my old band Dick Circus, we actually played with Joy Killer. Oh yeah, like, yeah, and, uh, yeah, like yeah. a long time ago. That was the first time I met him, and he's always really nice. He's just, you know, he's Jack. It's crazy. I've, I've, I've met Jack a couple of times. Not not that once once again. Not that he would you know I would know him and he would know me. I, and the same thing. Real charming guy. Real a guy that I really like. Uh, so yeah, we we actually he was he's about the only guy really that we we he's friend of a friend kind of a situation and i said oh you should have jack on jack would be great jack would be great and uh I actually sent jack an email and he sent an email back and said that i'm so sick of talking about myself i can't stand to talk about myself anymore there's, <laughs> simply, there's simply nothing left to say i said you know what jack fair enough i'll try again next year so yeah yeah he might just be in the mood you never know pretty much because he might do a book or something and then all of a sudden he'll find himself you know having to talk about himself but it's fascinating dude i've read his book <laughs> We went to we went to this like uh, outdoor this camping punk rock festival, which is which is horrible because I don't like to camp honestly. It was that Camp Camp Anarchy? Was that that one? Uh, it was called Punk and Drublick. Oh, the Punk and Drublick thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, the, yeah, yeah. It was the year No Effects got in trouble for making those comments in, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is ridiculous because I mean they've been making silly jokes for years. If you can't if you can't take No Effects humor, just stay home. You know. Um, but they ended up getting replaced as a headliner last minute by the Vandals, which is a bit of a downgrade, if we're being honest. But anyway, the Vandals were fine. But anyway, there was there was a camping it was a Descendants. I thought it was, I thought it was Descendants. You know, you're right. It was Descendants, and Vandals replaced me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Oh, uh, okay. Still the touring basis for the Gimmies, and he's not anymore. I think, man, I know C.J. Ramon did some touring with them, and I can't remember who. I don't know who ended up being the full-time bass player. Maybe for the guy from Bad Religion. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but this was in Ohio, and uh, Jack was there, and he was like a roundtable guy, and he was great, and he was very fascinating. And But the one thing we didn't go to, and even though I really wanted to, he was doing daily AA meetings. Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a pretty famous, you know, he's been dry for 30 years or something. And I really sort of wanted to go, but I thought it would be super disrespectful since I was so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess good judgment might have worn out. But... So you, uh, we, we, we talked about this a little bit. You know, so Stock 13 is actually kind of associated with like the uh, like straight edge movement. But it, 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 are any of the guys in the band straight edge at the moment? Um, no, no one's straight edge. Two of the guys are sober. Okay, but and and one well, I guess the bass player, he doesn't like claim straight edge or like write X's on his hands, but he he doesn't smoke or drink or he's sober. Gotcha. Uh, Blake, he he smokes cigarettes, but he's sober too. Um, but yeah, no one, no What's one's like straight edge. Huh? The new singer? No, he's not straight edge. All right, that's good. <laughs> I you that's... know, I'll, I'll have some drinks. I haven't drank it all this year yet, but. Oh Haven't you? God. Oh my God! <laughs> that, that dry January is a real thing, right? Like a lot of people do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I probably yeah. should. No, um, <laughs> I'm making I'm making up for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. That, that was what that that was one of the things too. When I joined, I was like, I I asked that question to Blake. I'm like, so were you guys like straight edge ever? Like the lyrics, you know, they they don't yeah. straight up say straight edge or say this, but they're pretty. They obviously lean that way a little bit. He's like, yeah. Sure. But he's like, we were, we were never straight edge. He's like, Ron was straight edge, but 
we never really were. Like he said, he might have been for like a month, and then, <laughs> and then he wasn't after that. And like I might Dave be able to make Thias, Dave Thias was was far from straight edge, you know. Uh, oh, the old, the old guitar player. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, other, uh, the other thing you guys have always been. The, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying, but the singer was at that time. He was definitely straight edge, but I don't think as a band they were like. Full and he wrote the words. Edge. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the other thing you guys are always kind of associated with is is skating. Is are, now obviously some of the guys are getting a little older in the band. Are you a skater yourself, or some of the other guys skate? Almost. We all used to skate. Larry, the drummer, will still skate. I barely ever skate because it just fucking hurts when you fall now, you know? Yeah. And I was never that good, but I still love skateboarding, and I'm a skater through and through from, you know, I was, I'm was, i a Bones Brigade kid, so, like, mm-hmm. I forget how old I was back then, but that was also things that got me into punk, watching, like, uh, what was it, Future Primitive, that second, like the, and, like, the yep. PAL videos and hearing, like, the music and stuff. And I used to go to like the PAL skate zone and you know, the singer from Ill Repute at the surf shop, we had a skate team. And so we got to go up to Santa Barbara and like we'd skate the, um, but anymore do I skate? Not really. We used to have this uh, place called skate street. And I think Tony Hawk too, as a level. And that, that was a skate park that was in town mm. and I had a bunch of friends that worked there. So I would go there after they had closed and we'd skate all night. And then basically when that place shut down, it was like, uh, it's just not fun skating anymore. Like it just hurts. And I didn't have health insurance. So I kind of <laughs> stopped, you know, but I'll still roll around on a board. I think everyone kind of will, but you know, they were definitely were skating back then. In the so 80s. You, it's funny. You said the drummer still skates. He's the oldest one in the band, right? Am I, am I right about that? He, no? he is. He is. And he'll still skate every once in a while. Like there's pictures of him, like, skating like pool skating and he was like a really good bmxer too back in the day i huh. guess so there you go neil he's a couple years older than you i think is and he neil neil was a pretty active skater till a couple of years ago too when he broke his wrist yeah i was yeah and i figured at 58 i should probably give it up right because i can't i get <laughs> yeah bones don't heal that fast anymore so uh yeah i'm pretty much no. well you don't need to heal when you got metal screws in your bones neil Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. That's true, man. Yes, that's, that is true. The metal plate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I feel it. So the other, the other, uh, so, so let's play, so there's another, uh, let's play one more song from, uh, so you record, re-recorded a couple of songs on the, well, on no, hold, the... hold, hold on, hold, oh, sorry. hold on. I want to go from, sorry. see, cause he goes from one extreme to the other here. So he's in the Toxy, which is like yep. a post-punk death rock kind of band. Yep, yep. And then he's doing Dad Brains. Which I well, got I was to gonna assume say, is a kind of, kind yeah. of a comedy band, right? Or kind of humorous? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I, no, I actually have both the dad. I don't have the Christmas one, but I have both the dad brain seven inches. So tell me about how this came together. All right. Well, dad brains, uh, my friend Pat, he's a singer. And he used to play drums in the band called No Motive for a long time. So you guys like switched. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... He did he did bands and stuff, and he kind of hadn't been bands for a while. And then his wife, they got pregnant, and he started freaking out. And he would always write silly, like, hardcore songs, like, just how he is. Like, he'd just, like, whatever, write about whatever's happening in the room, but then act it out and be all crazy because that's just how he is. And um, he's like, dude, let's do this band, Dad Brains. Come on, I have to have you because I love you, and you're a dad. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. And he's like, Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> 
Beastie Boys, stupid songs. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so he got the guitar player from Mr. 23rd and me. And uh, we like would play a couple of the silly songs. And then we're like, we need a bass player. I'm like, well, let's get the singer from the fucking Wrath. He's like the most manly dad dude we know. And so we need some toughness. And he's like, all right, cool. And so he came and played bass. And then, you know, we just wrote these silly songs because they're so silly. Recorded them. And Pat's like, I want to make videos. We're like, okay. Because Pat's, uh, um, he's like a, a personal trainer. And he's also a voice actor. Oh, wow. so he does like voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. He, like, they rebooted the Care Bears. And he's a Care Bear. He's a um, <laughs> Lucky Bear. Dude, that is not <laughs> punk rock. He's a Care Bear is not punk rock. <laughs> he's, He's, I hate to a be a gatekeeper, bear. but that is not punk and, rock. <laughs> hey, hey, he also played, like, who did he play? He played some, like, drug lord on some silly Netflix thing, too. Huh. I forget I forget which one. That he does, like, thing like probably that. pays pretty well, you know? <laughs> it's probably a pretty good game. I mean, game. maybe. I think so. They did, they did one season. I don't know if they're doing a second one. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. But he has all the ideas, and I basically go, "Oh, cool! I just play the Gorilla Biscuits beat. All right, I could do that." And then, <laughs> and, so and the songs are the songs are fun. I think they're they're good hardcore songs, and we're just making fun about uh, being dads. Like I remember, I ran into a, a couple friends from like the hardcore scene. Like Missing Twenty Third used to play like PCH and um, play like a bunch of hardcore bands back in the day. I saw them. They're like, "Why why are you guys making fun of hardcore?" We're like, "No, we're not making fun of hardcore. We're making fun of being dads." Set yeah. the hardcore. <laughs> like we're not making fun of hard. We like hardcore. We think it's fun to play. The songs we're just making fun of the stupid shit you got to deal with when you're a dad. <laughs> how old? How old are your kids, John? I just have one. She's uh, she turned five in October. Oh, young. Okay. Yeah, and and he just had a baby. So like most of the songs are about him dealing with like having a baby. Sure. So, so we're it's... like, hey, we'll just. We'll keep writing songs as the kids grow older. You're gonna have to deal with other stupid shit. So, <laughs> yeah, you mean you mean you mean like like when your kids are the age of mine are yet mine are you have to like write songs about them you know dating and breaking yeah. up and yeah. moving around <laughs> for three months or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no shit, <laughs> so, no shit. Yeah. Uh, we got Neil yeah. and I both have adult kids. I have a couple in school yet, but he's got. Uh, we have we also. I mean, we got college age kids. So yeah. Uh, so I mean I definitely feel your struggle, but I also sort of am definitely not at that at that point anymore. So yeah, it's funny. You've already I, de- dealt with it. It's funny there was a because I, I that first EP, which of course the cover kind of uh, has the has the bad brains, you know, kind of the classic yeah. bad brains, Lighting you know, parody bolt. cover. Yeah, there was, and I, it seems like there was like an original song, and there was one that was maybe like a reworked a reworked old song i don't remember i don't have it in front of me right now but there was one song in there that i thought was an old hardcore song that you'd written new words for and it was making me insane trying to figure out what it was like youth of today or something like that but were those were did you do you remember what was on the first ep this is just for me personally i don't care i don't care about the audience they can just wait i'm pretty sure it's all it's all original songs i think on that first one okay and then but i mean they sound very similar to other stuff sure for for real um let me look it up i don't but i think the first one is all originals i okay. know so on it's... the christmas one we re- the christmas 
split, we redid institutionalized and changed it to it's Christmas time. <laughs> and so it's all, all, all the lyrics are all different and they're all, but it's just institutionalized. And then that's, that's totally novelty. Cause it's got the other band, the band on the other side is the Ramams. I don't know if you've seen the Ramams. Yeah. I think, and they do like <laughs> Ramon songs, but they do like, you know, they rewrite the lyrics for them. Well, 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 yeah. So that's why I was thinking the dad brains would just be doing bad brains songs, but with different yeah. lyrics, but I no, guess that's... they don't. Okay. No, no. The, the, the first, thing is, like, like the do, music, we, the music is really rare. I mean, it's EP good. All original. First EP is all original. Okay. The second one, we do do attitude. Oh, okay. But we change it to we change that to attitude. Attitude. Well, okay. yeah. you know, I guess I guess that makes me feel <laughs> a little better that I couldn't put my finger on what that song was because it bothered me, man. It was like it was bugging yeah. me for a while. I'm sure. So, I mean, it sounds like so much different punk stuff. Like so. So let's uh, let's do one of those. Let's do. So we're gonna do. I'm old. This is from the first EP, right? Yeah. And I know there's a video for this floating around too. So there's a, yeah, it's silly. There you go. All right. So this is go Bad Brains. I'm old from their self-titled uh, EP. Not too fast, not too slow Hit him with that perfect tempo That's what I'm talking about
still, I think. Yeah. There you go. Bad <laughs> brains. Dad, dad dad brains. Not bad brains. Yes. Dad brains. Yeah. I'm old. We actually, there. we actually got hit up from uh, the bass player on Instagram. Oh, Daryl. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, he like hit us up all super mad at first. Oh, nice. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> yeah, and like, what what are you guys doing? You're fucking, you know, like doing bad stuff to our name. We're like, oh, we're just dads. We're just doing a silly joke. We're not making any money. This is like, it's just for fun. Here, look at our video. It's just for fun. We we have kids. We're just we're we're definitely not disrespecting your name at all. We're just you know it's it's, it's it writes itself. Dad brains, come on. And so he watched the video. He's like, all right, I think what you guys are doing is cute, and it's okay. <laughs> so, like he basically gave us the pass, and we're like, yeah. The, yeah. the, the irony I probably shouldn't even be telling the story, but yeah, that's it was, <laughs> well. The irony it, of it is, like. People would love to see like the bad brains playing well, but I'm, I mean the dad brains can still play. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. like I, I love the bad brains, and, and Neil and I have kind of go back back and forth about this because I know he doesn't really care about them after their first album, but I think all the '80s stuff is actually really good. But they're just, you know, they're just not a, they just can't get their shit together for whatever reason. It's sad. Yeah, that's I, uh, the fucking rats. We played with bad brains, and they're, they're, Doctor No gave me the biggest drummer compliment ever. After we were we were done, he's like, "Man, you play like the fucking who?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, this is awesome." Wait, you mean you play like that, a, you mean you mean you, you play like a dead guy? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, basically, basically. That's weird. That's the fucking wrath. We played with Bad Brains and we played with Youth of Today in New York, and that Ooh. was like my stoner band. Really weird. Yeah, that would have been great for like the missing twenty third, right? I mean, that would have been a perfect audience yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, but oh, that's that's the way life goes sometimes, right? Yeah, well, I think missing twenty third played with the Soul Brains. It was when they couldn't be called the Bad Brains. We did the, one of those shows. I was gonna say, or when they were had that different singer, <laughs> like yeah, like the Rise album. I know they did at yeah. least one album, different singer, but the irony of it is, they were a much better live band at that point. I mean, oh, yeah. I yeah. I love HR, but for whatever reason, you know, I think he's definitely the he's the wild card, you know, wild card in the he's band. Just crazy, like, yeah. Every time I've seen him lately, it's just it's just kind of a letdown from what you, the stories you've heard from the eighties yeah. and the videos you watch. Like, yeah, you see him jumping hey, up in the air, like a maniac, and yeah, yeah. You're literally just standing in one place, like you're not even moving. Or like one time he was playing an acoustic guitar the whole time that wasn't like plugged in or anything. It was, it was really really trippy. What was he, Garth? We've well, we seen the documentary. I mean, that documentary is just sad. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. DHR documentary. Yeah. Wow. Rough. So, so yeah, you. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you. You look like you're gonna have a pretty good year. You got the new. You got the new uh, Detoxy album coming. Or what do you? What do you got? An EP coming out. E- EP. Yeah. Just three songs. And you have the, of course, the Stalag record coming out, and hopefully you can. I don't know, man. Hopefully you can tour with some of this stuff at some point. Maybe, maybe end of the year. Maybe that's I hear. Maybe fall things will start opening yeah. up again. Um. What? Are, and then so, you, you do some more dad brain stuff. So how does he? Oh, well, I know what I was going to ask you. So what's the? Uh, how'd you guys end up with Pirates Press? Is there a connection? We're actually kind of friendly with them. We had the skipper on actually talking about making records. It was real interesting. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's an awesome guy, man. Um, well, we did the thing where like we recorded and then Pat just send it to a bunch of different people. Oh, okay. Like, hey, do you like this? Do you like it? You you want to put this out? You want to put this out? And we sent it to Pirate Press, and they sent back, like, no, we're too busy. And then 
I don't know. I think we put out the the video for um, I'm old, and I think Skippy somehow saw it, and, was, and he was expecting a new baby, and was like, "I want to put out the seven inch," and so then ah. they put out the seven inch, and then they put out the next one and the split, and I think they're going to put out. Hopefully, we'll record a new one this year, and they'll put it out too. Oh, thinking about thinking about that, I think did that come out on a flexi as well? I think they uh, did they a flexi. Put out, like, they put I'm old on the flexi. Yeah, I probably have it then. Out, <laughs> yeah, and then they they put um, another flexi out. They always put flexis. They, they do. They like give, a million. Yeah. 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 Whenever you I order stuff from for the store, they always pack it full of so much stuff. Yep. Neil and I are anti-flexi. I have like a, literally like a, a plastic grocery bag full of them. Really? I, I just don't <laughs> listen to them. I don't put them on my stereo. Yeah. I don't know. People love them though. I would if if I could find a good home for them. I swear I, I should just like parcel them off. Just like send me a yeah. su- a self addressed like stamped envelope, and I'll send you three random flexies. But because <laughs> New Noise New Noise Magazine has them in the magazine, so I have a bunch of those, and I have a bunch of Pirates Press ones. Like I said, we 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 actually have a pretty good relationship with them. So so okay. Yeah, they're cool. Pir- Pirate Press rules. Yeah, they do. Right. They're a great label. Yep. For sure. All right, Neil. I'm I'm pretty much done, Neil. What do you got? Because usually when I say, "Hey, we should we should let this guy go have dinner with his family or whatever," uh, Neil will have a bunch more questions. So I'll, I'll I'll let him run himself dry here. If you got anything, Neil. Well, do you have? I mean, are there any other bands? Is it Dad Brains, Detoxy, and Stalag, or do you have anything else going on too? Well, there's also a band I sing in uh, in Chicago. It's called Tight Night. Oh, interesting. The N I N I G H T. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight, Not like K K N I G H C. Okay. No, 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 yeah. And um, it was a band. My friend Jeff Dean plays guitar, and I've been friends with him for a, like. So you know Jeff Dean, right? Time. He's from like the Bomb, and yeah. did he, he? Is he, uh, Naked Raygun? No. 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 Naked he'll, he'll play with. He plays with the singer sometimes, acoustic or yeah, with Jeff. Too. Yeah. I don't, I don't, okay. Yeah, and um, he plays on Dead Ending. Oh, oh, dead end. Yeah, dead ending. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bondy. And he plays. He plays in like a million bands. And and he's like, dude, I got these songs I recorded a long time ago. The singer can't sing on it that we thought was going to sing. Do you want to try singing on it? And so I'm like, all right. And so he sent it to me, and I recorded vocals, and they liked it. So uh, some label out of England put out the CD. Well, what's the label called? Little Red Rocket or Red, it's one of the guys from uh, Leatherface's label, and okay. he put out the CD in England. And we played uh, a show with um, the last show we played. I think it was like a year or two ago out there. It was like some brewery, like three fifty brewery. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. three one two, three one two. Yeah, three one two. It was like Naked Raygun, Eighty Eight Fingers, Louis. That's three fifty, isn't it, Neil? Um. We played. It was like a bunch of bands. Bull Weevils played. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was cool. I remember that show. Yep, yep. I did not go, but I remember it. Yep. And we played some other show before that at the Empty Bottle with um, what's that band? Red Fang. Oh yeah. Red Fang and Big Business. So I've heard of them, uh, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah so then there's that band, and supposedly they're writing more songs, but I don't know. It's just another thing where it's like. We get I get funny text messages, funny text chains. That's what being in a band has uh, turned into in 2020 is just text messages. 
Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, no, you're right. It's 350. I was thinking 312, which is the area it's code. Never, yeah. it's, way on the, it's way on the burbs. It's further than you drive. Tinley Park is yeah, yeah, that's forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like way out there. But yes, I remember sir. that. I remember that brewery had that big thing because we were actually thinking about going. They had like that's right. I remember it now. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, it was a killer lineup, honestly. Yeah, it was like that was like, like the most Chicago lineup I could see almost. Yeah, know? yeah. I was gonna say you <laughs> get the most articles of faith was playing or something. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never got to see them. That's unfortunate. I love that band too. I did. I uh-huh. did. I love all that '80s <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I know you. Saw- <laughs> Did you see you saw him in the eighties though too, right, Neil? I did. I saw him in eighty three. Yeah. And then you saw him reunited. No, I didn't. I just saw him in eighty three. That's the only I time I've seen him. Riot, one of the real early Riot Fest, they actually they actually played. So hmm. oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so okay, so is that band still going? Well, it's like I said, just text messages. They keep okay. saying there's new songs, but I haven't heard the new songs <laughs> yet. So Did you guys ever you play know. did you ever play live then or you just did the vocals for this recording? No, that's what we played that show in Tinley Park. And then oh, I'm played, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, that's it. It's past my bedtime. Yeah. Yeah, and then then we played one other show. So we we did play live just twice. Okay. Practice once and then play the show. Was there you go. That's the way to do it. Well, I tell you Fun. what. Um, I I really don't have anything else. So I was gonna say I could play us out with um. Off the, off the new style, like 13, they did, they re-recorded a couple of the classic tracks off of In Control, right? So we could, I could play us out with uh, with Black Sticks. How does that sound? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, cool. So it's just like, did you feel like you needed to record this because it was kind of timely, or what was the... Well, uh... yeah, I mean, I, it was very, it was, here's, all right, there's even a, another story on this one. So yeah, sure. it's, obviously it's the time sensitive, you know, the police brutality song that was mm-hmm. written forever ago there's obviously a huge problem still today and uh so we recorded it and what they would do live is they would do this they changed it so it wasn't like on in control it's really a short song right they would play the song and then they do this instrumental part and where ron would like do this he'd like talk and so he was going to actually record a part and send it and be on it and be on the record but because of COVID, everything was locked down in Australia hard. He couldn't get into a studio. He was like, he was like, I, I just can't do it. I, I wish I could, but he couldn't record it. So then I just came up with something for that spot, like right before we recorded vocals. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like a mix up of stuff I would say before the song. And just, I did it at that part. So yeah, it was supposed to be, we were supposed to actually have Ron on the album, but he just couldn't get it together with COVID, I guess. So I had to do it. Well, it turned out really well. Yeah, Yeah, it turned out really well. I mean, yeah, I gotta say, we're we're both, we're both definitely big fans of the original band. And I think you've really done the band justice. You know, I I, 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 it is scary, I think, to do a follow up that many years later. And it's, it's really impossible to match it. Yeah, just because because it's surrounded and it's shrouded in this sort of you know thing that makes it sort of untouchable. But I really I think this new record is great. I think I think I hope the kids like it. I know like the, the fans kids. of the original band will like it. Kids. What are, what are kids now? You know, like thirty five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I used to I used to live it going to the skate park, and people would say to me, "Oh, you know, I know I know someone old who likes to go to the skate park too," and so they're twenty seven. It's like, yeah, they're the the third the thirty years younger than me. That's great. Yes, we have a lot in common. That's great. Yes. There you go. <laughs> 
But th- thanks well, for talking to us, John. It was it was uh, yeah, it was hey, good to catch up. You bet, man. I I, I enjoy your story, and I think it's kind of like uh, you're like a sort of uh, slightly less uh, high profile version of like that movie where uh, Marky Mark became the singer of Judas Priest. Like he was in the cover yeah. band of, of Judas. <laughs> I just I, I, I think it's kind of a cool story, you know, being a teenager, you know, <laughs> kind of looking up looking up to these bands and ended up you know, singing in the band. And I Being think, in one, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it gives you a certain credibility to the fact that you were in the scene, you know, you're not, you know, you're, it, it's, you know, you've always, always loved that stuff. So it's a cool story, man. I think the new record is great. And I think uh, people should check it out. It's on, well, who's putting it. I can't remember who's putting it out. It's uh the puke and vomit. Puke and vomit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much more puke punk rock than that. Yeah. Puke exactly. and vomit's a great puke label, Neil. I just got like their repress of the first blitz album. They're cool. They're a cool label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they they were instrumental in reissuing In Control with Doctor yep. Strange. They kind of did it together yep. back in 2003. So, yeah, they're putting out the vinyl. There's CD, cassette, digital, the whole shebang. So check it out. And then, and then of course, the new Detox, you said you got an EP coming out or something, right? Yeah, 12-inch single. Uh, 12 inch, oh, sing, 12 inch, wow, 12-inch cool. single. That's a real throwback to, like, the 80s, too, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it like, multiple songs, or is it just, like, four different mixes of the no, same no, song? No, there's, there's, there's three songs on it, three different cool. songs. Cool. Well, good good luck like, to you, man. And like I said, we, we, we both, we're both loving the new uh, Stalag record, and definitely, I'm sure, we'll have to add a copy on Wax to our collection. So. Yeah, I'll probably be ordering but, it tonight, as a matter of fact. And maybe yeah, the, maybe, maybe detoxy Thank as you. well. Maybe maybe a lot of that tonight too. Yeah. There you go. That's we we yeah, always make the we always make the joke because we're from the generation that still likes to collect things. It's like, hey, if you come on our podcast, we pretty much guarantee you at least two LP sales because we'll yeah. buy. It. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, man. Yeah, we have a lot of old old time listeners too who will buy stuff too. We so, do. Yeah. As I say, we fifty year old men who like to buy stuff. So anyway. Who were stuck inside anyway. with money to burn, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. Stuck yeah. inside for the last year. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like if you like TSOL or Christian Death, check out Detoxy. Cool. An old punk. I will. It's on my list it's on my list for tomorrow. That and false confession. If I can find Yeah, it. false confession. That seven inch on Mystic is probably my favorite seven inch on Mystic. Nice. Cool. I will check it out. But yeah, thanks again, John. And uh yeah, good right. luck to you. Yeah, man. no problem. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, John. And uh, stay free, everybody. Keep a little mark in your heart. Bye-bye.